Today, all over the world, there are thousands of Sino-Soviet intelligence agents with money to burn, looking for unsuspecting targets for exploitation among members of our forces. Yeah, so the left had a win this past week. No, no, Josh. Um, that's a that's a lib take on things. See, a socialist party winning something um, that's actually bad. Um, if you didn't know that, but uh, continue, continue your ignorance, and then we'll, yeah. Well, well from some Twitter accounts, we've learned that you know uh, the socialist party winning in Bolivia. Um, oh, crikey, mate! <laughs> Shrimp on a barbie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Well, the, in particular. What be, what was a very depressing situation in Bolivia brought me probably the most joy and hope I've had in the past year. Um because as we all know, there was a coup that ousted um not Maduro as some people would have you believe. Yeah. But uh <laughs> Morales. <laughs> Evo Maduro, yeah, that evil dictator. Yeah, she should have uh, just said like it, it would have been funnier if she just said like Chavez. Like that's how fucking far behind she was on on that. True. Like, but um, Evo Morales's party wins uh, by a not just the plurality but the majority of votes. Yes, um, yeah. kicking everyone's asses in upheaval, showing even once again that last time, like even even stronger performance. Than yeah, before. it just. If anything, seeing how poorly the right wing handled this coup uh, made everyone vote further left. Um, And so this is a great victory for not just the left, but especially Bolivia, Bolivia and Bolivians, because um, they saw that their way of life and and um, their country was in the danger of falling into fascist hands again. Um, so they Bolivia, Bolivian, Bolivio, Boliviamos, Bolivia. So it was kind of nice. It was kind of nice to have a win. Like that's a, a W we can walk away with. Um, well, Josh, like, well, in one country, the left has done something. Well, again, wrong in all accounts. <laughs> uh, you see, Bolivia, okay, has uh, a bourgeoisie in it. Okay, so if you root for. Um, the Socialist Party in Bolivia, okay, what you're actually doing, okay, is um, rooting for the bourgeoisie, right? See, I'm a materialist, materialist. I know these things, okay? You're a radlib, so obviously, if you see a Socialist Party winning and you think that's good, that's because you're dumb and a radlib. See, um, I know that Nicolas Maduro in Bolivia <laughs> is actually a fascist, or he's... Um, you know he's a, a a Stalinist now. Apparently, he's um, a PMC. Teaching, teaching anti-imperialism is actually uh, Stalinist, so um, that's a bad thing. Fred um, was... I know that Hugo Chavez in in Bolivia is the you know I know Simone Bolivar in <laughs> in Bolivia. Fred was <laughs> calling her and people who were saying that a Trotskyite, which I don't a Trotskyist, which I don't I'm not I'm too fucking stupid to figure out like yeah. What, that's that necessarily old, means uh, Trotskyists—they're uh, not really a thing anymore, as far as I understand it. As far as like political landscapes go, they were um, a uh, a faction. I think maybe referring to like 
her like thing on it being Stalinist because like Trotskyists and Stalinists were like the um, like or factions within uh, you know the Russian communists and then sort of international communism as well. Um, yeah, I I know that there was also a phenomena of Trotskyists who were criticism who sort of rooted themselves in critiques of like Soviet imperialism who then transitioned to like being neocons. So it's like a weird, like criticizing Soviet influence. And then by extension, you start to approve of American influence and America. And then, so there was like sort of this pipeline that went on where these prominent Trotskyists sort of just became neocons during the Cold War. The American influence was backing the right-wing fascist in Bolivia. So supporting the left is the complete opposite of that. So any argument – at this point, it's just dumb Twitter brain people trying to stir the pot a little bit. It's someone someone who knows even less than we do. We know very little about anything, right? But we found but, people. <laughs> but we we have at least some base. I mean, you know, I'll toot my horn about having an understanding of Latin American history and such. But we have some basis of understanding, and we have two eyes, so we can you know see this and understand it. Uh, so someone who knows even less than that, claiming to speak with authority on it. Someone who doesn't even fucking know who Maduro or Morales is or who any of these people are coming. Someone, again, it's like it's an Australian talking about like the U.S., right? That's one degree of of stupid, right? And then an Australian talking about Latin America. Like you could not be coming from any position where you would know any any less. Stick to fucking kangaroos, mate. All right? That's, <laughs> that's what you know. Fucking you Vegemite know? and Mar- Marmite and all that shit. All that like, stupid shit, mate. Go have you yeah, some crispers. Our Latin American experts, but we – like th- this is this is uh, something that uh, has played out before, especially in Latin America as far as like uh, their relate, our relations to them. This is a situation that has played out before. And so if you know the history, if you know – which we do to some extent here – then yes, we can speak on it with some knowledge, right? right? Not we're not some fucking brain dead, like just at this point, just reactionary. I mean, you're Australian reactionary. Uh, they go in hand in hand. So, my favorite take. Well, I had many, many joyous moments of just reading the news as it was coming in, like the election in Bolivia is all but sealed, and then. Just seeing uh, the screenshots of Tesla stock just plummeting, which um, yeah, I was yeah. I was reading up on on why that is, and so uh, you know obviously Tesla batteries need lithium for their cars, but actually you know most of the lithium that they get doesn't even come from Bolivia. The problem for Elon Musk slash Tesla is that now that Bolivia has re-entered the market and will re-enter the market as a, a nationalized lithium, you know, uh, exporter, they will be able to, it, they'll influence global prices because if, li- yeah. li- if Bolivia has somewhat of a higher price, then everyone else will also raise their price concurrently. So it doesn't immediately affect Tesla because lithium, unlike Oil isn't concentrated in just a few countries. There's lithium in many countries around the world, so it's more diversely – it's more 
populated around the world. But um, yeah, it was just it's like fuck you CIA, fuck you Elon Musk, just a fuck you to everybody, and like you know go Bolivia. So I was I was smiling ear to ear that day. I was just overjoyed because it felt like, especially with this election going on, and we'll get into that very shortly, but. With this election, how depressing it is, not just at the federal level, but also at the state level in Georgia, um, we needed some positive news right now. Yeah. And yeah, it's um, yeah. Uh, your point about like, like, yeah, it's like uh, even Musk was like, we don't get our uh, lithium from Bolivia. It's like the global capital. Right. These things are all interconnected. So um, having, say, Bolivia be, you know, uh, torpedoed. And taken over by like like it will uh, work to the benefit of Tesla, even if they're not getting their lithium from Bolivia. Um, yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, the uh, so it's like the uh, this weird. So like the people who were like, first of all, where am I even going with this? <laughs> first of all, um, I like the, going back to last year and the people saying this is like a win for democracy, and it's like just. We see what an actual win for democracy is because they won. Like they, yeah, like this is the people wanted Morales. They wanted Moss, right? They didn't want Inez and the fucking jackbooted military junta that took over. Like that was like th- this whole narrative gets flipped, right? Because like no one can conceive of like a leftist project that you know people vote for. They think, oh, oh, surely. Uh, they must be the ones who are imposed. See, people actually want like a fucking like just insane Catholic to take over, right? They just want some fucking banshee of a woman like carrying around a massive Bible. That's what people want, right? And we could see that. Um, there's a uh, a great picture of like Morales with like his uh, or cabinet or coalition, right? And it's just like a bunch of like indigenous folks, like people from all walks of life, all around them. And then cut to this woman, and she's surrounded by just guys and with fucking machine guns. Like that's, like that's, like that's the the imposition that was going on there. Um, so yeah, all these like liberal blue checks who are like, well, you know, hopefully they'll get some democracy. Morales, uh, he he just he went too far. You know, they can eat shit because you know we like saw what democracy we had saw to, how to it say. Worked, yeah. Matt, do you have any takeaways on this before we move on to the you know more local politics? Uh, live Moss. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Taco Bell, baby. Get some in celebration of Bolivian uh, elections. Yeah. We are now, uh, we are offering a brand new product. It is all everything on the menu put into a blender and then put into a bucket. Um, so come get your slot bucket, you fucking pigs. Live Moss. <laughs> come get your fourth meal, you fucking po- you fucking piggies. So moving on to more local elections, I had the pleasure of watching the Georgia-U.S. Senate debate. Um, It's a bit of a weird one because normally you have a, you know, you'll have your Democrat nominee, your Republican nominee, and then maybe an independent running. In this case, it's a wide open, uh, anybody can run kind of election because it's a special election because – did someone die or step down? I forget who it was. Uh, I think who was it? Who was before Isaacson? Maybe. Maybe. Who? Anyway, someone. There's yeah. a vacant Senate seat. Uh, our governor Kemp 
this is all Georgia, by the way. Governor Kemp uh, appointed uh, Kelly Leffler. Kelly, L- yeah, Leffler. I, I, they actually uh, pronounce it Leffler. That's that's how it's pronounced. Well, that sucks. I'm not doing. Yeah, that. no, I was, was sad too. Uh, <laughs> wrong, bitch. That's not how you pronounce oh, your name. Bitch. So this oh, Kelly Loeffler, this woman is appointed, um, kind of out of obscurity. She's the owner of the Atlanta Dream, which we can get into that. Oh, that's a WNBA team. Yeah, it's a WNBA team, and all of her players hate her. What's the, like, return on, what's the return on investment on that, you think? Like, I have no, no negative $500,000 a year? Her Kelly's husband um, is the commissioner of the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah. So, you know, okay, so I want to say this before we get too deep into it. Uh, I was at the gym the other day, and I, like, jokingly thought this, but thought this like in i thought it enough jokingly that i started to believe it seriously i was like on the fucking elliptical and then it was like the WNBA was on tv and i was like seeing them shoot and shit and i was like i've never played basketball a day in my life but i could dunk on all these bitches <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's like, i was like doing ironically and then it was just like i did it ironic like every time i'd go to the gym I'd, and i'd be like oh, maybe i could dunk on these bitches i've never played a day in my life yeah. No, it's like um, it's like watching someone throw a first pitch, right? It's like you know, some part of them, this person who's never played baseball professionally ever, some part of them when they're going out to that mound is like, maybe if I throw it well enough, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you want to you want to get maybe a couple innings? Might like, sign yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I could, I like, yeah, I would, I would most likely any of us here would get dominated, right? But that's what we want. Because that we're horny for that anyway. Exactly, <laughs> Kelly Loeffler. Um, yeah, Kelly Loeffler. Yeah, she so hoops too, probably. Because this election is so weird, you have about twelve people, Democrats, Republicans, and Independents, all running for this open seat. They split the debate up into two separate debates with like A tier and B tier candidates. Okay. Um, so you had all the B tier at the one o'clock slot. Um, which was about eight candidates all trying to fill an hour and a half, which is very difficult to do just because there's so many people. And they're virtually all irrelevant. And you could tell they knew they were irrelevant because they kept complaining about how this isn't like democratic because we should be included in the tier one debate as well. Like everybody <laughs> should be in the same debate. 16 candidates all on stage. Yeah, it doesn't really work. Um, and the polling shows that none of them stand a chance. So – I watched a bit of that. Nothing huge to report on. The main tier Wait, one. Wait, did debate, you say the? Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you meant the polling showed that no one stands a chance, like whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> like any candidates at all. It's like uh, just a guy going out and being like, "Excuse me, sir, who are you going to vote for in the Georgia election?" He's just like, "Well, you know, I raise pigs for a living, so I don't really know any of those fellas' names. I was just actually going to just write in one of my ex-wife or something. I don't know." <laughs> Yeah, no, I meant in reference to the B-tier candidates. Um, so the A-tier candidates are Raphael, Reverend Raphael Warnock. He is yeah. the reverend okay. of Martin Luther King's old church in Atlanta, which is pretty cool. I've seen you have I've seen the her. demon spawn herself, Kelly Leffler, uh, appointed Republican senator, interim senator. Then you have good old Georgia boy Doug Collins, currently oh, – yeah. sorry, congressman – Collins. Um, not sure what district he's in, but he's currently serving in the U.S. Um, House of Representatives. And then you have uh, Matt Lieberman, 
Has have any of you heard of Matt Lieberman? Is he related to Joseph Lieberman? I'm not sure. I I'd never heard of him before, but basically he was attacked during the debate because he's running as a Democrat. But previously he gave a lot of money to Republicans. So okay. he's kind of he's almost a libertarian former Republican running as a Democrat because he doesn't like Trump. It's a very odd mix. That's what we call uh, keeping him on edge, boys. Like Andy only, McGrath? He's basically well, like a fucking southpaw. Bah! He's picking oh, yeah. buck and weaving between the Democratic Party. Polling, polling indicates that it's really just Warnock in the Democratic ticket versus whoever wins between Collins and Leffler. So mm-hmm. it's probably going to come down to a runoff in January. So if no one gets a majority in the first election, the top two candidates, which will be either Warnock and Leffler or uh, Collins, they will then have to have a runoff where people vote again yeah. in January. It'll probably be Leffler because, like, uh, just I don't know. Anecdotally speaking, it's, anecdotally speaking, there's been more Leffler signs in yards than I've seen that's Collins true. signs. I've seen. I feel like she's got. Um, Kind of like uh, uh, like the like the Republican Yas Queen vote. Like I feel like very much so um, because I've seen her and Karen Handel often have like if I see signs, I see the both of them like grouped together. So I feel like there's like um, enthusiasm for her because of that. Also, um, fun fact: uh, she's in, uh, endorsed by Herschel Walker, who was a, a Georgia football phenom, Incredible. won Heisman. 1984, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, he is uh, because his brain has been turned into soup by the constant uh, collisions. He became a born again Christian and is uh, a very uh, big right wing guy now. Uh, spoke at the RNC and all that. Good stuff. for so Herschel. I I believe he will start running probably for office because that's like I feel like that's the next wave of like. Can- gimmick candidates are going to be sports folks like Tommy Tuberville is running in, in Alabama. Uh, he's going to run probably for something fucking like only fans and like fucking e-girls. And, and there's like one side of the spectrum, like all the Democrats are going to be only fans, e-girls. And then all the fucking Republicans are going to be former sports stars who are just only mildly racist. Yeah. Um, you know, only fans is the sports uh, of the left. So we will uh, uh, be rooting for them, most oh. likely. But um, yeah, no, it's great. I see the commercial where it's like Herschel Walker with a football in his hand to remind you, so you don't just go, "Who's that black guy?" Um, you can go, "Oh, that's Herschel Walker," um, and he's like Kelly Lufa is a is a, a game changer. I don't know how he sounds. Um, the commercial always never has sound on it. Um, anyway, go ahead. Um, and so my my big takeaway from this debate is that. Uh, Warnock, he's kind of your typical establishment Democrat, very much in line with Obama era politics. Um, you know, could be substituted <clears throat> for Biden or whatever. Obama endorsed falls, him. He very much falls in line with Obama's politics. Cole, did we lose you? Um, and then you have Collins and Leffler, who are both Trump sycophants, and they the their biggest argument. So you know they're not just running against Warnock; they're also running against um, the, each other. So their biggest argument against each other was calling each other uh, 
no, you're a liberal conservative. No, I'm more of a Trump supporter than you are. I have a better record voting with Trump. And uh, one of the, uh, I think it was Warnock, asked Leffler, can you name one thing that you disagree on with Trump? And she said, no, because I have a 100% voting record with Trump. I would never go against him. Um, I'll always vote for him. So she's very much your Trump cultist who will do basically her entire existence in politics is, oh, I'm just like Trump. See how cool I am just like Trump. Yeah, Which they're is a very boring take. They were both yeah. like that. Um, she, like, I, I almost, I, like, I find her so um, derivative. Um, just everything I've seen of her is very derivative. Jo- like, Josh, you showed me that um commercial she made of like where she's like i'm more conservative than Attila the hunt which is a it's been a like a like a pretty standard like conservative thing they all tell tell to each other who think it's funny um like that's one thing like her yeah 100 percent trump like her commercials are like take on cancel culture like just shit like just the what's the topic of the day and that's going to be like in her shit like I, I see no personality there um, with her at all. Like I like the comparison I make is like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is like who has endorsed her. Marjorie Taylor Greene has endorsed Leffler. Yes, but Greene is like batshit Q person. I almost have more like I'm definitely more interested in her as like a politician. Well, Loeffler, Loeffler's like one of the richest people. Well, she's in the Senate, right? Yeah, she's the richest yes. senator. She's one. Yeah, she's one of the richest senators. She's like worth like fucking half a billion dollars or some shit, right? Um, because she plays the like the most boring thing that, and the reason I'm so I, I don't like her uh, to the fucking nth degree is because she is one of those like fucking stock market Republican fucking sycophants who's in politics to make money, right? She doesn't give yeah. a shit about anything. Like she's she's not like it's not it's not just like oh it's not like these other like disgusting rich fucking politicians which all of them are um so it's not like they they kind of do politics as like a a job because they like been told all their life that they can and they've never been this is gonna be like your yeah your and uh and then they just kind of happen to accrue money on the side right which is what most politicians are but she's like actively just trying to become the devil. Like that's, that's the thing about Kelly Loeffler that, that oh. makes her so fucking annoying is she's just like, like uh, uh, getting money, like profiting off people's pains and, and suffering. It's like, yes, please. Like that's fucking Loeffler's byline. And I mean, like you, ha- you have ads that attack her on it. There's no, there's no fucking um, pushback. From it, like anybody except for like her political opponents, and even then, like the political opponents are kind of like, and she stole money during the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, you know, it's like a, a fucking side thing. It's like, oh, I'm, I've, you're, you haven't voted on with Trump on everything. I voted with Trump on everything. It's like, well, just <laughs> say that you literally stole fucking money, like, or she didn't steal, she didn't steal money. She offloaded her stocks when she needed. Yes. Because her husband, also because her husband is the commissioner of the stock exchange. Yeah, which made that like super easy. Um, So in addition to what you're referencing, Matt, I I was researching it and there's another controversy that has popped up. So her 
there's a super PAC that has donated a shit ton to her campaign. Her campaign has spent like twice as much as Warnock's campaign. It's like she spent $40 million and Warnock spent 20. Yeah. But there's a super PAC that's been formed that donated, I think, $10 million to her campaign alone, just the one super PAC. Yeah. 50% of that, 5 million of those dollars in that super PAC were given by her husband. How does that work? How does that function? Uh, I'm so glad my dad subscribed to my OnlyFans. Like, <laughs> the same energy. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that no, just giving yeah. money to yourself at this point? Yeah. I mean, pretty much. Um, no, she's great. Um, all her fucking commercials are like, I grew up on a farm. And like, it's like the, it's the, it's like the, how like country musicians are. It's like, I'm going to sing about dirt roads and denim jeans. Which is hilarious because Kelly Loeffler, like, she's so far removed from any of that. Like, yeah. she's so it, – it's. It, I, I mean, like, a, like being from Georgia and, like, kind of being, like, you know, having, like, that affect is, like, you know, I'm, a, I'm from Georgia and I'm, you know, a Georgian politician. It's, like, at least, like, Doug Collins' is, like, ass is retarded enough to, like, be from Georgia. Like, yeah. Kelly Loeffler's not even <laughs> – it's like a fucking sycophant who just like loves money and it's like what the fuck? Like yeah, she's like the manager at, she's like the manager that moves from fucking the north to Georgia and it's like I've lived in Georgia for five years because like my bank sent me down here, like you know, to yeah. become the manager of this regional bank. Like that's Kelly Loeffler. Every like um like her commercials are her and like like the way she dresses too is pandering. It's like jeans and like a tucked in flannel. I'm like, you do yes. not wear that. You do not wear that. No, she wears like pantsuits and shit. Like tailored Italian shit. Like I know, like I, I can, t- I can tell what a bitch wears and a bitch does not wear that. All right. If she really uh, wanted to pander to like, to be Georgian or whatever, she should just gain like fucking 300 pounds. Exactly. She's, like, she's too skinny too. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not Georgian. Has some, like, Current handle is like she's pretty thick. Like she gets it. Like I mean, we've like, seen ninety. We've seen ninety day fiance. Like all those bitches yeah. going to get <laughs> husbands or whatever from Georgia. They're all like fat as shit. Like you got yeah. to do. You got to to be <laughs> Georgian. But yeah. yeah, you want to relate to us? Like get heart disease. Like <laughs> so all of all of Leffler's attacks on Collins um, were saying that he's the most liberal conservative yep. in yeah. in Congress, which you all know is tr- untrue. Uh, oh, yeah. we, we had a deal with him during the whole Russia investigation. Just all him and Jim Jordan are like two peas in a pod when it comes to molesting little boys and or <laughs> allowing molest molestation Looking the other way, boys. Gosh, yes. Looking the other yeah, way. Yeah. Boys get molested. Sorry, pedophile adjacent. Um, yeah. uh, the, <laughs> the big po- takeaway post pedophile. Josh, can I say one more thing about yeah. uh so um it's like so yeah, Matt, we said like she has to get fat. Um another <laughs> thing is like she has to get fat. It's like it's like uh, on one end is like she's too skin it's like I can tell probably the things she does to remain that shape. And it's like just drinking like you know, cucumber water and getting on a Peloton for four hours and like <laughs> taking diet pills. All things that a real Georgian lady would never want to do. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like the opposite of like eating like fried chicken and like watching eight hours straight. Um, downing downing a fucking two yeah. liter of Diet Coke a day. 
Yeah, like drinking the most the, the sugariest. She's like, it's healthy because it's diet. <laughs> One of those. Have a really shrill voice. Probably was smoking for a couple of years there. That I was I was talking like the other day to a friend, and I was like, "How the fuck do these bitches get away with being like four hundred pounds, but like they're also smokers? Like I don't understand how that works. Smoking is supposed to like curb the appetite. Like anyway, you can overcome that. <laughs> your willpower. Really yeah. put your mind for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so do you guys want to talk about the... Well, the, Josh had some. Yeah, I just want to follow up because we've talked a lot about the Republican candidates, but we do have a Democrat in Warnock running who I said was very much in line with Obama politics. He was, a- asked, he was asked about taxes and was very wishy-washy on that, like, I might raise them, I might not, uh, <laughs> I don't know. And then, uh, of course, uh, with health care, he's very much in line with ACA. Um, he's pretty mm. much everything you would expect, which is a little dis- is it is disappointing because um, there's definitely more progressive candidates that are running as independents um, who are in the B tier debate, but they have no exposure. They're running on yeah, the Green Party ticket and will never uh, never have a chance, not in our lifetime. And then um, at the end of the day, uh, it is though the devil and the devil's minion versus warnock so you know i did vote for warnock in this election because it's like if if kelly leffler gets reelected or doug collins gets in the senate you know that's way way worse than uh milk toast democrat getting in yeah uh, too it's like uh, a democrat controlled senate like i don't have much uh, uh, aspirations of what they're actually going to do. I'm not like the, well, it's important, vastly important. We get like a Democrat in there to control the Senate. Cause it's like, yeah, but what are they really going to do? I, I have no aspirations about that, but it's also like, fuck her. And fuck Ex- him. Especially, especially both them of them. despite them. Like, you know, the, the, the clearest like motivation to vote for Biden for me, one of, one of them, I'm not like a, you know, I understand other implications, but one of them has just been like, I just want Trump to lose. It'd be funny. Um, he, cause he'd like, he would take it in the least graceful way possible and make for great content. But, um, yeah, like I, like I, spite, it can be a, a big motivator. Cause I just want to see, I, I never want to see that fucking woman on my TV unless it's like, you know, like uh, she'll be on Fox news, probably making the rounds and yeah, run she'll be forever. Cause she's like 39 probably. So she'll run till she's 85. I'll get to see her deteriorate before my very eyes. But you know, um, yeah, I, I want, I want her to lose. I want Doug Collins to eat shit. And especially it's like, you know, it's like Georgia. It's a black guy when, if he wins, it's going to be especially cause like, you know, there's like, they're just like, you know, too, too like, bad you'll, you'll get those super, you'll words. get those super nice like people that you like talk to that you like, you know, have that like Southern charm where you walk up and they're like, uh, now, you know, you're, you're great, you know, person, you're like great for your generation or whatever. Like don't become like them Democrats now. Like I'm telling you, they got Warnock in there now. I don't know what the fuck's going on there, but like one of those type of people, you know, like I had one of those, uh, guys, I was like delivering something to him. And then like, this guy was just like, Oh, I bet you get all the crazy ones, don't you? And I was had like a, I had a, my Bears cap on, and he was like, "Oh, the Bears." He's like, 
I remember when they actually used to play real football. Now, not 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 these people now, you know, like what? talking about like how 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 uh, it, it, the the game of football is completely ruined. Basically, like he was still like he was still you could tell he was talking about Kaepernick. Like he was still butthurt <laughs> about Kaepernick. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like those types of people, if like. Warnock gets in are the ones who are like, I, I don't even know what's going on in this world anymore. Like one of those like types. They can't, they can't bring themselves to, to say the <laughs> racist thing. They just have to like dance around it. Um, it's, like, that, it's like yeah. that come town joke where Nick is like, you're telling me the first one's name was Barack? Yeah. I thought the first, first one would be like David or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt, that reminds me of like, so there's a certain type of person who has a prepackaged bit that they want to just impose on people all the time. Like that guy saw your hat, saw it was the NFL, and said, okay, here's my bit. Here's my football. <laughs> it was bit. What's I, the I, deal I, with black yeah. people? Yeah. I was buying – I bought some ammo from like an academy sports, right? I like to – I have guns. I shoot them. Right. And this guy comes walking, walks by me and he goes, buying up all the ammo before the Democrats take it away from you. <laughs> and he starts to like, and he walks away. So like he says this shit to me. And then I go to, I, I go to be like, like my, my, my reaction in those cases, if someone's doing that is to just disarm them by being earnest. I would yeah. just like, Oh, well, no, my rifle shoots some odd uh, cartridges. It's the only place I can get it around here. It's, you know, whatever, right? But he, he didn't want that. All he wanted to do was say his dumbass joke and then move <laughs> on. This dude said this to me, and then two seconds later, he says this to the guy in front of me. So, workshop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, annoyed. I'm, like, well, like, leave, first of all, leave me the fuck alone. I don't want to talk to you. Second of all, like, like, if you're not interested in my response, don't say shit to me. But yeah, that's his bit. His bit was just this, the Democrats go take it from you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but people like, uh, I, I think like conservative types, I feel like have this bit, this grievance that they have with like whatever's going on, Kaepernick, whatever. And so if you give them a, le- if you crack the door open a little bit, they're going to, they're, you're going to get there five minutes. And, so. and by crack the door, Cole, you mean simply be in their presence wear at the right time. Wear a hat, yes. Like, yes, exactly. Be in their presence, yeah. So do you guys want to move on to uh, the big boy debate? So we're done with Georgia. Fuck Georgia. Fuck Georgia. Yeah. Fuck Georgia politicians. Josh, we're- unless you, did you have like a choice quote from that you wanted to bring up? No, uh, there was there were a couple quotes I got down, but it wasn't anything like super memorable or or quippy. Okay. Okay. So first off, let's just go ahead and get this out of the way. We have to. Who built the cages, Joe? Yeah. Who built the cages? Cole, you got you got your wish. They had muted mics. Um, yeah, it seemed to help, um, and it was they, awful. It yeah. was awful because like. I heard this on CNN, like pre-debate or whatever. They said that Trump's advisors were like, hey, be a little less hostile, you know, whatever. But Trump is on when he's hostile. Like the last debate when he's sitting there, just like, what about Hunter? Your fucking loser son. Come on. Listen, it, he, he was incredible. And then this debate was so fucking boring. Like Josh and I, when we were watching it, it felt like fucking nodding off. 
Like, I yeah. felt like going to fucking sleep during it because Trump took, apparently, took the advice to be a little less, like, aggressive to heart and then wasn't as aggressive as he normally is. But, like, Trump is, like, yeah. beautiful when he's a catty bitch. Well, the thing is, is, like, it, it, it's, he's, his, well, I mean, even the last debate where he was, I mean, there was a point where, like, he he was obstinate, right? Which is not the same, I think, as being aggressive. Like he was he was just constantly breaking in. After a certain point, that doesn't work anymore. It's like it, like the hunter stuff was funny, yes, but other than that, though, he was just breaking in about any like everything, anything. Which is great. Um, I, I I disagree. I think it's too much at a certain point. It's like really it's just white noise after a certain point. It's just he's just gonna like jabber on. Um, uh, like yeah, you have to pick your moments. I feel like to break in, to be aggressive. Like it can't like starting out from the gate just doing that. To me, anyway, it makes it white noise after a certain point. But his whole his whole like cattiness too has changed. Like he's not the. I don't think he's like he's not like a fun type of caddy anymore. He's like a he's like a just typical like old Republican guy complaining about stuff now. No, like, I, I, I disagree with that. I don't think he's like an old Republican guy. I think he's like uh I think he's an old woman. Like well, I think that's yeah, okay. yeah. how he is. Like he, he's very much like a um I, I, honestly, I think maybe uh coronavirus might have taken it out of him. Right? Oh, like yeah. his big like he's worried about his big beautiful boy Baron. Like all of our big beautiful boy barons. Well I was gonna say that that Trump, you look in his eyes, he's he's a changed man. He, yeah. he tasted death. Death was knocking on his doorstep. Well, and thanks, like, thanks to Remdesivir and whatever cocktail Regeneron, taking, blood. Yeah. Regeneron is, Adrenochrome. He is now, you know, raised back and, and he realized he has to take every and they're saying any it, moment for granted. They're saying it was a treatment. I, I mean, I, I, I took it and I got better. I say that's the cure. You know, they were saying it's a treatment. I took it, got better at the cure. They say, they're saying, beautiful moment of the debate. They're saying I'm immune. They say I'm immune now. Whether that's before months or forever, I don't know. But they're saying I'm immune. <laughs> the hand, I'll, too. I'll yeah. The little tiny hand things that he kept doing. Yeah. I was like, every time he'd do it, like I was mimicking it with, with Josh. And I was like pointing at, he, he point, kept pointing at the moderator. He kept yeah, going. If, if Joe wants to win this election, he's really got to up his hand movement game. He... Joe's very reserved, like hold the pencil and, yeah. and do this and yeah. the thumb. That's that's so 1950s, Joe. Obama Obama did the the most annoying one where he held it like you know like a thumb, like kind of in a yeah. fist or whatever. Where he'd like point with that. Joe kind of does it like this, and then Trump Trump points to people and then does the little, the little yeah, the little, yeah, like the yeah. Um, oh well, I was gonna say like um, to me like. The, the the virus being one thing i also it's just four years of being president has just like i think sapped his like it's just not i don't think it's fun like because like during his presidency like he kept like he was still running for president he was just whole rally yeah. and, shit and just and basically acted like a a total observer to what was going the on. most the most uh, competent and accurate take I think that Red Scare has ever done is that they have said that Trump doesn't want to be president. He wants to be loved. Mm-hmm. Like that whole thing, like Trump's main goal, like if you if he could be the most beloved president of all time, all he had to do is step down, like he would fucking do it. Like he just wants to be loved. 
Yeah, like, I one hundred percent agree with. I think he just wants the attention of president. He doesn't want to fucking be president. Like, no, he he definitely he wants to be loved. I think in a very specific way. Yeah, in like a in a way that's like not actual true love. It's the adoring, like the like you literally cannot ever see anything wrong with this person. Like, just total like just voicing full throated support at all times type love. Like. Like which he has, but just from like thirty percent of the population, like, and and, it, and it, from a po- from a part of the population that he like despises, like he views them as rubes. Like he doesn't want the used car salesmen and jet skis ownership folks to love him. He wants like the the big fat cats to love him, right? Yeah. But they're all like cock liberals. So they don't want they don't love him. You know, he could call up any company he wants and and raise raise money raise more money record than numbers they could be record numbers joe i could beat your numbers i could beat anyone's numbers but you know what i won't do it joe i won't do it that yeah he was he got joe on a couple things i mean like he he uh uh he he said i felt like joe was a little more com- composed than i wish he would be you could tell the fucking <laughs> drug whatever the stem oh, yeah. cells that he was drinking that day were wearing off um, but, uh, yeah, Joe is more composing than I wanted him to be, but, uh, he, he was talking about, um, I mean, Joe was being like, you're okay. So Joe compared Kim Jong-un to Hitler, to Hitler. and Ridiculous. said that we were friends with Hitler before he invaded the country of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Before he invaded Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was saying that like Trump played ball with Kim Jong Un. There was like a there was like a you love China and Putin more than I love China and Putin off. Yeah. But like Trump did, thank God, like kind of. Okay, so he kind of threw. Uh, I think I can't remember who said this, but he kind of threw Russia Gate back at Joe, and was like, "What about Hunter taking all that money right from fucking yeah. Ukraine?" Or, and what about your donors, Joe? And then he also says, like, see, he should have embraced this more. He was like, I've got a great relationship with fucking Kim, right? Like, he wasn't, like, trying to say that he's friends with Kim Jong-un or whatever. But he was saying that, like, Joe wouldn't even talk to him, right, essentially. Which I think one of the coolest things that Trump did ever besides calling the fucking troops losers or whatever, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. But one of the coolest things that Trump ever did was like deescalate the North Korea situation. Yeah. Cause like Kim Jong-un, I feel like Kim Jong-un actually does like Trump. He, he definitely understands Trump more. Like he understands how easy he is to like placate. Like it's like with Obama, with like other Republicans and presidents, it's like, the the just total undermining of North Korea is their goal. Mm-hmm. So like they like it doesn't really matter interpersonally what that relationship is like. It's like well I, I like you can assume their stance from Jump Street. Like that's what they're gonna try to do. Whereas yeah. with Trump, it's like I just have to say he's handsome, and then he's at the he's at the bargaining table. Yeah, I, I think that I think the biggest thing is that like um the oh, and one of the reasons that I I don't want Biden. Like I, I've been kind of like thinking about it more and more, and I, I don't want Biden to win because Biden winning 
means a couple of things. Like I've told you told multiple times on the pod and like you guys personally that like Biden, I feel like, and, he, and Bernie actually recently said this, which was good. If Biden doesn't help people, then the next president after Biden will be a fascist. Like it, he won't be like a Trump orange man, bad fascist. He will be like, let's kill all minorities fascists. Yeah. Right. Like, a, it, I mean, that's speaking in hyperbole, but like, I mean, he more than likely the pendulum is going to swing further right if Biden doesn't further right than Trump if Biden doesn't right like uh, do good as president but also I think Biden is more willing not as willing as Hillary but more willing than Trump to go into a war yes and that's why I think that's why uh, uh, Trump did so good with the like Kim Jong-un is because like Biden is just like fucking itching, like like Lockheed Martin is like paying him money. Is like, hey, you know, maybe you should uh, maybe you should go over there and, and and fight North Korea a little bit. How about you send some poor some poor people who just try to get out of college debt to go uh, shoot some Afghani's or whatever, right? Um, and Biden's more than willing to do that. But like, I feel like Trump isn't willing to do that. Like, I, I feel like Trump is not willing to like just go to war at fucking like a jump. Like he's yeah. he's willing. He's willing to do like the patriotic, like we killed the dictator thing or whatever. But like, I don't think he's willing to like go into Bolivia and fucking kill Morales. Yeah, right. It's he is willing to do that though. Yeah, because it's like, uh, well, I mean, Trump has also just the existing sort of drone warfare program that Obama left behind. Trump has taken and ran with and expanded it. So he. It's very least fine with. I mean, any Republican is fine with, or Democrat for fuck's sake, is fine with this just extensive program of having drones just striking, bombing countries constantly all the time. Yeah. Um, but he is not willing to commit to, yeah, like a like a big war, like Iraq, basically, right? Which is if we were to fucking invade, like Venezuela or, or Iran or North Korea, it'd be Iraq it would probably be much, much worse than Iraq um, because all those states have very dedicated, like military, like developed militaries that would, Iran especially would be like a total, um, in in any case, um, because it goes back to like that desire to be loved. Like Trump, if he took anything away from Bush is that uh, Bush like came out, like hated from Iraq. Right. Um, if he were smart enough, he'd realize, well, it doesn't fucking matter because Bush will get rehabilitated at a certain point. Right. But for, but it's like, yeah, well, Iraq was a, uh, like everyone hated Bush. Um, like if Trump were to go to war, he would want the big parade saying, yay, Trump, we love you. You won for us. Yes. Like, you know, uh, VE day, VJ day, right. From World War II. But it, it, the very, he recognizes that that's not going to happen. Nor does he have the uh, attention span or patience to commit to something like that. So we are buffered from that sort of thing because he is such like a sort of uh, neurotic buffoon about that. But Biden, yeah, Biden would do it because Biden is brain poisoned enough to believe that this is like going to advance the American like interests. Like believing in that is more dangerous than Trump, who is just a neurotic sissy boy. At mm-hmm. a certain point, um, and then again, that is supposing that it would be inevitable that 
Biden taking over the lead lead to that. I think there is a chance there is a higher chance of that happening with him in office than Trump, but it it comes down to your personal calculus on whether Yeah, like, it's not it's not an inevitability. It's not like a one to one, right? Like I mean predicting shit that's gonna happen never is, right? Right, like, right you now it's like yeah. It's like it's a fucking dice roll, but like what I'm trying to say is that like if a situation arises, I feel like Biden is more likely than Trump to pull the trigger on, oh, yeah. you know, going to war or like invading a country or something like that because it, like yeah, he harps on this shit. Like I remember a few weeks back, um, he uh, you know uh, had like a like a whole thread, like his official Twitter or whatever had a whole thread about. Venezuela and Juan Guaido and I was just like why are you talking about this bullshit why are you talking about this can you shut up for one second about this like yeah just imagining just dying well that, from that's the that's the thing you have these people who are like lesser evilism right like with Biden or whatever which is the thing is like Biden is not going to be any like materially different like for anybody than than Trump will like if anything what will happen here's the thing if biden gets elected the the brunch liberals right the whole like i wish i were a brunch right now liberal party are going to be at brunch because they won't see a material difference between biden or trump anyway right yeah. like they don't have to yeah. about it. They, the, the, their their concern is completely aesthetic but then this the same is true for the people who are affected right like like uh, minority populations and, and and stuff like that, and like especially poor people, right? They talk about class versus politics, right? Um, like poor people aren't going to see any material change under Biden or Trump, and there and the racial policies under Biden are aren't going to be any better than Trump's racial policies, right? Because like Trump, Trump is the, the worst thing about Trump is that he was more, I guess, more coddling towards like white supremacist groups right like he's he would be more coddling towards them and he has been more coddling towards them right but the thing is like the 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 fucking the ice facilities at the border aren't getting shut down under biden biden's not gonna fucking ban fracking he made abundantly fucking clear right listen to scientists except for fracking and in fact and i said this to josh i'm like maybe i'm fucking crazy but like I felt like Trump had a better point than Biden about the coronavirus, right? Like Trump fucked up the coronavirus response. We can all agree yes. on that. They all fucked the coronavirus response. But here's the deal. Like when Trump was saying, well, Joe, if you shut everything fucking, if you shut everything down, you're really hurting like small businesses, right? You're hurting small businesses and you have these people who are dying from despair, right? Just like uh, in their fucking house, like with these zoom calls or whatever. But Biden, Biden doesn't have a plan to alleviate that. His plan yeah. is listen to scientists and shut down. Well, Trump made a great point when he said this. Let's just go ahead and give our boy credit. I, I don't like the guy, but like, let's give him credit. When he said to, to Joe, he said, people can't live in a basement for a year and a half like you can. I agree. Well, Trump's, yeah. not gonna, Trump's not going to help anything with coronavirus, but he's not going to cause more like desolation and devastation like Biden would by saying, Hey, hunker down in place. Like, you know, uh, uh, no, like you can't like fucking pe plexiglass with the restaurants or whatever. That was so fucking stupid. Like that's a dumb yeah. plan. Yeah. It's, and 
well, and I've said this before, is that if your plan doesn't, if if you just say everyone stay home, hunker down, um, and your plan doesn't include um, assistance in the form of like uh, like money, food, or whatever to people who whose jobs they you can't do when you're at home, like these uh, sort of more middle management, like um, like more established, comfortable types are like, yeah, stay home because they can do their job from home. And but folks who can't, it's like if your plan doesn't include uh, assistance to them, all you're really doing at that point is haggling over a body count, and you're haggling over um, what amount of destitution are we willing to accept for people who 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 have to stay home and can't work and can't make money because we're not going to provide that for them. Are you going to do like Ed Markey's plan and give everyone two grand a month? That would help a whole lot. But I don't, I don't, I I haven't heard, I've never fucking heard Biden talk about that. So. You know, if that's not his plan, then again, he's just haggling over body count. You're just, Listen. you're just going. What's the? You're doing the. You're basically uh, Cuomo and going. Okay, here's this fucking line, right? We're gonna make the line for human death and material like wealth meet up at a point that's acceptable to us. Um, my my final takeaway from the debate is that. <clears throat> It was boring, but the reason why it was boring is because it felt scripted. It felt like we know who these two people are. There's nothing to learn about either candidate. And so every question and then response felt scripted that we knew exactly what was going to come out of each other's mouths. And so in a way, you know, these these debates already didn't matter really when it came to voter swaying voters. But especially doesn't matter now. Um, no, there's like no one is really it. Everybody made months ago. Um, I really do think that if it wasn't for COVID, Trump would stand a good chance being reelected. Um, but I, I, I would hope that he's bungled it so much that people will be forced to vote against him, vote for Biden. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah. Well, if if you've got nothing yeah, I'm else. Done. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. My final thing is, uh, it's debates are these two debates have been, um, yeah, useless in in terms of like, yeah, there's no education to be had here. Um, they're not. They they never really talked about like the difference in their policy or approaches. It was just just here's the need to air out your grievances about it. Um, so, uh, you know, it's entertainment, right? It's pretty bad entertainment, to be honest. Um, very boring. I mean, football was on last night. It's like, why the fuck would I choose? Like, just why would I choose to watch this over, like, football, right? Which is like, um, yeah, and it was even though, though it was between the Eagles and the Giants, it was a good game. It turned to be a good game. So um, that's, why, that's my point, is watch football. Um, and, yeah, at this point, it's. Uh, I think Biden's got it pretty much in the bag. Um, I really don't foresee him losing, but I'm not going to make know. any predictions. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Um, I, I. All I know is that, like, I am. I am anticipating the, 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 the cyclone of smugness is going to come out of every fucking centrist blue check person. If if Biden were to win. Um, I, spite a big motivator, uh, I do would like to see Trump win or lose, but if he did win <laughs> and all those fucking people were just, just the, like 
the amount of people who would have to talk a gun out of their mouth uh, knowing that Orange Man was in the White House for four more years, specifically these like comfortable blue check types, um, that would be pretty funny. Um, but then again, you know, look again, uh, it's I, I do foresee him uh, uh, Biden winning. So anyway, so I guess that's the pod, folks. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, see you later. Join us next week when we discuss Borat Two. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I might watch it. Yeah.